We're talking drums, creating conversations with the world's top drummers in the most extreme genres. This episode is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one choice for drumsticks. They provide the wood you need to make the beats you deserve. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Now with your host, Corey Hoffing. What's going on, everybody? How you doing out there? Uh, here's uh, another week of the We're Talking Drums podcast. Sorry, I know we had a little bit of a break there, a couple of weeks off. But you know what? 2022 is all about quality over quantity, isn't it? You know? And uh, maybe we'll have some weeks that we do two podcasts. You don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll start doing some live podcasts. Maybe we'll get into that Twitch game. I don't I don't know what's going to happen yet. What I do know is that we are here and we have a killer new episode for you. All right. Before we get into that, though, just want to say a, a big thank you to uh, the guy who you have been hearing for the last 53 episodes. And I don't think I have really ever given him a shout out, but he uh, he he wrote the whole intro theme song for this podcast. Uh, Mr. Alex Snape from Nomadic Arts Studios. Go check him out. He's doing incredible things with some sick musicians. Uh, I uh, play drums on his band Unbowed's new record that's going to be coming out this year. I am crazy excited for that. I don't know if I was allowed to announce that yet, but it's out there, so deal with it, Alex. Uh, but yeah, go check him out. He's uh, he's super sick. If you are in the Southern Ontario, Guelph-ish region, uh, he has a pretty badass studio, and he's a great producer and engineer, so I'm sure... Uh, He'd love to work with your band. Um, yeah, go check him out if you need stuff uh, for your podcast as well because uh, he does sick work, obviously. All right. Uh, also, I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of shit at you now. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, uh, not only by listening, but a little bit of dough you want to throw our way uh, to keep this shit rolling, because we, we 100% do this for free. Uh, and actually, with my guests this week, we discuss all of that stuff and how it is a major passion project. Uh, but it does help. It helps us uh, get to do really cool, awesome, new, exciting things and uh, also maybe bring on some really sick, exciting guests as well. So you can find that at uh, patreon.com backslash we're talking drums. So go check that out. It's just two bucks Canadian to join. Uh, and that is it. Um, you will get uh, episodes early uh, and we will have very special merch drops uh, for our Patreon members so go check that out and we will be having some new merch very very soon uh very very excited and uh it's very very sick so it's all the very berries uh all right so this week i sat down with dan wilding from carcass now you already knew that because uh it's in the goddamn title but you know what he also he also has a podcast of his own. 
called the Extreme Drummers Podcast, and it is super sick and awesome. And he talks to extreme drummers all over the place. So it was kind of cool getting to have him on the other side of things. Uh, he's a, a great guy, our first guest from the UK. So super, super pumped that uh, we're finally getting some guys from over overseas, some more guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it is awesome. Uh, he, he's such a, such a nice guy sick dude uh we talk about the latest carcass record torn arteries we talk about his podcast how he recently took a quite extended break from doing podcasts um but he's back at it now he has a couple new ones that he's just put out and they are absolutely sick so go check out the extreme drummers podcast uh and uh go check out the latest carcass record uh torn arteries because it is absolutely legendary so i'm not going to spoil too much uh we kind of just got right into it uh and you're going to hear right at the beginning two old guys not uh know how to work technology properly uh so that is uh yeah we even us who <laughs> i've done 54 episodes still managed to have technical issues so right right before we started doing this and we we did this early early in the morning for me anyways uh my computer decided to crash and uh yeah it was a, a difficult time and i uh, did this whole thing in a very different way than i usually do so uh hope you enjoy it here's episode 54 with dan wilding of carcass it's saying I need to ask you. I, you need to give me permission to record. I don't know how. Don't how know do how we do, do that? Motherfucker! It's never easy. Let's go to security. It says, "Please ask the host to give okay, me." Okay, well, you ask me. I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Zoom. Right? That should be enough. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm recording. I'm recording Logic. That's working fine. I mean, you're in Reaper. So, so. I think we're all set then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fingers Fucking crossed. Hell. We're off to a great start <laughs> See, here. people need to know about these issues that we face as uh, people trying to do a nice thing. Right? We're just trying to have a fun <laughs> chat about drums and then... Exactly. We're trying to give a service as well so that That's people it. can listen. That's <laughs> <laughs> trying to help the people and now it's just... Exactly. Hell. But no, the computer, the technology doesn't want to no. allow it. <laughs> Dude, I love when technology works. It's great. But when it doesn't, it's the most frustrating thing in the world. <sighs> I know. Because I don't know about you, but I'm just not very technically minded. So I can do like mm -hmm. the basics. And then outside of that bubble, I'm like, shit google google that's it <laughs> and then even when i google yeah. i'm fucked <laughs> like dude i i was trying to figure out something with uh getting audio into my iphone and it took me three days yeah and then finally i stumbled across one thing that i needed a very specific specific cable to do it and i was like oh okay perfect yeah. i got that cable still doesn't work i'm like motherfucker <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> Uh, it's just drums though man i mean drums yeah. I, yeah just stick to drums i guess that's the that's the just lesson give me here a, right? an acoustic <laughs> drum kit to hit that's it yeah. dude that's the thing because like, i fucking love um electronic mm -hmm. drums i've played electronic drums forever but like 
just the fact that on an acoustic kit you can just sit down and just hit it and it makes noise. The noise you want it well, to hopefully, make. Hopefully, yeah. Whereas an electronic... <laughs> Yeah, fit, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it takes a long time to get to that <laughs> that that point, right? But like the electronic, I've got the electronic kit set up as well. But every time I sit down, I have to turn it on, and then oh, the pad sensitivity is slightly different, and blah, blah, you know, and then this oh, this one's not working like it used to, and it's just like I just want to play, man. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love those things; they're super helpful. But just being able to sit down and play, not having to worry about any other things, is you know, it's the best. Anyway, I'm it just is. rambling already. So. No, dude, that's great. That's uh, <laughs> excellent, man. Uh, dude, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, even with triggers, too. Like, once I get my triggers dialed in yeah. on one kit, and I, I have multiple different kits in different locations. So I have one at home in my home yeah. studio, and then I have one at another band uh, rehearsal space. And so I have 22-inch kicks mm. at home, and then I have 20-inch kicks at the rehearsal space. So uh, even just yeah. that, I have to dial in different settings on my my module. Yeah, of course. So it's that even yeah. that is just annoying and frustrating. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, it's just rehearsal. I'm just gonna deal with my snare <laughs> triggering the the trigger. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I haven't used triggers in so long. But I forgot about the fucking snare. If you hit too hard on the snare, it can fucking yeah. trigger. Oh yeah. god. Yeah, man. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss that shit. Dude, trying. That's why I, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Dude, about I that. need. I need to use two kick drums. So I only have to dial in uh, sensitivity for an eighth note per trigger, right? That's true. That is true. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for the last yeah. long while, I've been able to get it so my snare's not triggering and every single kick hit is, mm. and then it's good. But anytime yeah, I've yeah, used yeah. a double pedal, yeah. it's like almost impossible. Oh, it's yeah. out of the window. I don't understand how these guys yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, well, there's that. Like You have to do, like, the, the bit that I always found a nightmare was, like, if you do, it's not necessarily super, like, long... Uh, sections of notes it's when you do like the little tiny little flurries oh yeah and stuff you know like a little triplet here and there it just doesn't pick them up and i'm like what but you you picked up the long section where i was going fast but the tiny little fucking <laughs> and that I, I always remember just being like what is wrong with you why can't, why can't you do this but it was a double pedal so you know i had myself yeah to blame that's it i don't know if it's just the way that the head moves maybe yeah, responds, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I assume it is. Yeah, because it's all vibration, mm -hmm. right? So if for whatever, because I guess if it's a consistent long section of notes, it's kind of a consistent vibration. Whereas if you're doing random little things here and there, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm not technologically minded. I'm just trying to, you know, talk through my thought process on why yeah. it's so frustrating. And dude, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, too. I uh, I switched over and started using the foot blasters for a little bit. But even those, oh, yeah. like, I couldn't yeah. get dialed in. I thought I would have it one day, then I'd sit down the next day, and it's like, no, this is, like, absolute garbage. <laughs> and then I switched back to my, my regular rolling triggers, and I was like, this is perfect. This just, yeah. it, it feels and sounds yeah, yeah. natural to, my, to what I, uh, I yeah. assume I'm playing, to what I'm hearing in my ears. It's, it's, mm. Everything's working. Yeah. So, yeah yeah and that's the, that's you know i think that's the ultimate lesson right you got to work with what works mm -hmm. for you and that's like because my entire i don't want to say career i hate that word but you know my entire 
time of playing drums, everyone's always kind of, especially in the extreme metal world, they've given me shit for not playing direct yeah. drive pedals. And I'm just like, I just don't like them. Like, I've tried, I've literally tried almost all of them that exist, but I just can't, I can't get on with them no matter how long. So I always go back to chain and everyone's like, oh, you're not a proper death metal drummer. You play chain drive pedals. And I'm like, why does it matter, dude? Like, just play what you like. You're <laughs> not you know a mean? proper death metal drummer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I've had so much of that. So much of that. Because of, yeah, just, again, shit like fucking playing chain drive pedals, which is ridiculous. That's insane to me. <laughs> uh, like, if anything, it's yeah. like, why do you need that direct drive to be able to play that? You know? Like... It's it's that stand. Everyone likes, you know, nobody likes change, I guess. And and for a long time, direct drives are kind of what you know metal drummers play. Oh, sorry, extreme metal drummers play. And I guess people just like to be part of a club and you know do what everybody else does, which is fine if if that makes you know if that is truly what makes you happy, that's cool. But I've tr- I tried to go down that route. I tried to do direct drive pedals. I tried all that stuff, and I was like just can't do this it's you know and then the minute i'd go back to chain drives i'd be like ah this is ha- yeah. my happy place <laughs> yeah I, I love the direct drive i switch i got a pair of uh trick dominators like 10 yeah trick a fucking yeah, serious like 10 years ago like I, the serious ones that's yeah, super heavy I, uh, I went from the dw 9000s and i was wow yeah. they're heavy <laughs> to the tricks which, which are there's still like a fairly heavy pedal for direct drive but like it was a it was a big change huge i <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if i could go back like i i like it for some stuff though like a buddy of mine who is uh mm. he, he records a lot of drums at my place and he left his 9000s here and I've used them to record mm. some stuff, like more like punk stuff and stuff that I want more feel and dynamics yeah, to the kicks. Yeah. You know? It, yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. I, I find that yeah. the chain drive gives you that feel that the direct drive just can't. The direct drive is like all like uh, mm. precision, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the thing. It's kind of, and there's no, you know, I mean, I haven't played super super fast in a very very long time but you know if i ever did again maybe maybe i'd have to go back down the direct drive route you know and explore it again because you know when i was doing the when i used to play for aborted and trigger the bloodshed which was really fast i was young man i was really young so you know i could get away with a a, well i had a belt drive pedal back then which had you know slightly faster than chains but um yeah i think now now that i'm getting old i'd probably have to try and make it as easy as i could (laughs) Just start going double strokes, man. That's the way to go, you know? Yeah. Even on, like, really mid-paced <laughs> sections, just double strokes yeah. all the time. Dude, that's what I've been, I've been thinking about it, because a lot of the stuff that I play is at, like, 200, but it's, like, yeah. five, six-minute songs that are, like, non-stop double kick at 200 right like it's not like 260 280 like all the super extreme stuff but it's it gets tiring you know (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely man absolutely no i totally understand that you gotta economize wherever why not i'm just like (laughs) going for like minutes at a time so why not double double strokes whatever make it easier i can concentrate on my hands more exactly it'll be fine exactly see (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to have a 
brain hemorrhage or a, or a heart attack yeah, while you're doing or it. go get uh, <laughs> knee surgery or anything you know because <laughs> yeah, exactly. that did it it is a serious problem for guys that have been playing like 20 plus years you know like uh yeah oh, yeah absolutely and i've been doing absolutely. swivel technique for the last uh fucking close to 10 years so it's like yeah wow. my knees aren't great they're not horrible but they're not great so <laughs> and do you, do you think that is a, a product of the swivel do you think that has kind of affected your knees noticeably or do you think it's just getting older probably a little <laughs> bit of both um <laughs> and poor swivel technique as well probably because i just like saw a bunch of guys doing it and i was like oh you just and there's actually uh ken Bedeen who 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 told me he's like dude it's just like putting out a cigarette that's it you know and i'm like oh okay so yeah, you yeah, just yeah throw your heel back and forth just and what yeah wiggle it yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah. didn't tell me like no like yeah you have to like best. control it and you, you know like be careful because i don't i haven't talked to him in a little bit but i i'm sure his knees aren't the best with how fast he goes <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah that is true yeah that's true some kind of rsi situation or a tendonitis yeah, there's got to be something in there but uh, i don't know <laughs> uh, all right already we're, we're talking we're actually talking drums uh which is nice you know a lot of the times when we start these uh things off it's like not drum related at all so oh yeah well i can imagine well i guess everybody's talking about covid right so we don't we don't have to talk about that we can move straight on from that i'm kind of bored about yeah. talking about well, that you already honest. you already said the 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 code word for the day so yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, do I, is it like a red alert? A yeah. E, e, oh, e, e, every, every time someone says <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. The alarm goes off. All right. All right. All right. We'll we'll move on. Let's let's uh let's talk about uh, the new Carcass record. Uh, came out in September. Torn arteries. This was uh, yeah. a long time coming. You know, you recorded drums yeah. uh, back it in was, what 2018 yeah. for this. <clears throat> yeah i guess uh yeah i discovered the other day when i spoke to our producer david that it was 2018 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is fucking insane when you think about it uh yeah it doesn't feel new either like when you said a uh, new album i was like is it new but i guess because it's only been released a few months ago i guess it is yeah, still, it's still pretty new, new. But yeah like feel it. september <laughs> i know it is, it's all right, all right it's february right now 2022 but you know, September wasn't that far away, and when it took eight years to get a new record, it's—I'd say it's still pretty yeah. new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. And and the thing is, I think as well, like we were working on it. Well, we finished it. I finished my drum parts in 2018, so you know, I guess mentally that's a long time well it is a long time ago i guess so mentally it doesn't feel new because it was so fucking long ago that i finished yeah. the drums <laughs> but uh, and also we were we were working on it for like or oh, probably seriously we were working on it for about four years so um yeah so it was just a very long <laughs> drawn out process which Again, maybe that's why I don't feel like it's new because it's just been there for so long. Yeah, yeah. You've had to <laughs> going from like the demos and everything to this point's like <laughs> yeah, six exactly. years. Like, that's been yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. yeah, five or six years exactly. So it's like, pff, 
yeah so uh but no yeah it is it is insane that it's finally out and it's the the craziest thing is like normally when you release well, i'm sure you know when you release an album or anything when you release anything really you normally have shows booked around that kind of time mm-hmm. and then when you when you do those shows you kind of get a sense of how people like the album and how or how people like the new music or the video or whatever you've released whereas this time it was like released out into the world and then you know nothing and we were just like all of us were just kind of sat at home like oh, do people like it is it good i mean i like i can't tell is it <laughs> did you people into it <laughs> it's really, did you start it was really odd. Uh, going through the youtube comments and everything like that to kind of gauge it i i know I know Jeff did. I try and avoid that kind of shit because, and Bill just doesn't, um, he just doesn't really use yeah. technology, but uh, which is probably a good thing as we discussed earlier. Technology yes, is. is annoying. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I tried not to. I kind of went with if people directly kind of contacted me and told me that they liked it, that was that was really cool. And we did a lot, um, they, we had a lot of press before it was released and they were all saying, most of them were saying that they liked it. So, so that was that was cool but it was yeah it was just really strange and it was like uh you know i was because these days i can't i look after my kids mm-hmm. quite a bit because my wife works and you know i'm stuck at home so uh it was just kind of release day but it was just like any other day it's was, it was like eight years and we've released the new album and then it was like oh Got to get the kids to school. Got to get home, clean the house. <laughs> like, you know I mean? It wasn't the most rock and roll of release days. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's Yeah, it's when cool. usually it's like, uh, all right, we're heading out on tour in a couple of days. Or, like, you're already on the road yeah. and when the album's released, exactly, right? So like, exactly. you're with the guys and you can party. Yeah, and, have yeah. some beers, have some shots. Yeah, right, exactly. Good like, job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're selling yeah, this many exactly. units. And, oh, yeah, everything's great, right? But, no, you're just... Okay. Yeah, I guess yeah. I got to mop the kitchen again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I had to make dinner for the kids, pick them up from school. Yeah. yeah, so it was, you know, it was just I think we had I think me and my wife watched a good movie, I think, as a celebration and had a had a drink. Yeah. But other than that, it was like oh, this is this is di- yeah. different to normal. <laughs> uh, but no, it's very cool that it's out finally. It's it's awesome. It's yeah, it feels really yeah. surreal. And immediately um Going from surgical steel to torn arteries, right, right out of the gate, a huge drum fill, and I was like, "All right, right on, sick." I think I, I think I can get into this, man. Yeah, and I noticed like there's a couple songs that have like sections or like they start with just drums, and it's like you're just like, yeah, doing I think some like improvisational shit like it's like you're in the (laughs) honestly to me it kind of felt like i was like in the rehearsal space with you guys and you just like started like playing and then everybody joined in and it was like it was a really to me i got a really cool vibe from those parts uh so yeah dude i loved it oh cool thank you man that's that's very very cool um yeah i mean the the, because i think there's there's either three or four songs that start with drums. Uh, there's definitely mm-hmm. three. I'm trying to think now. But, yeah, there's a few that start, as you say, with dr- with just drums. And <clears throat> we didn't even realize until we recorded all the songs that that was the situation. It was just it's just kind of an accident. It just, you know, we just wrote all the songs. And then once we sat back, we were like, oh, shit, yeah, the album starts with drums. The first single that we released, Kelly's Meat Emporium, that starts with <laughs> drums. <laughs> and then... There's, 
yeah, there's another song on the out. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it starts with drums. Um, and I think there's another. There might be another one. But anyway, yeah. So it was kind of quite a drum heavy album, I guess. But it's, I guess it can't. It, you know, what you were saying about being in the room. That's really cool because it was literally written in a rehearsal room. Like me and Bill started as we did with Surgical Steel. <clears throat> we just came in and he had a whole bunch of riffs and he was like, this riff I think should have a blast beat or a thrash yeah. rip, blah, blah, blah. And then we just kind of pieced it all together. And then once that was half done, Jeff came in and rearranged everything <laughs> as he always does. <laughs> and then, uh, and yeah, so it, it was a product of being in the rehearsal room. So that was, you know, there was no computer. We didn't even use a computer that like the, the demos, quote unquote, that we did were on Bill's phone. Like he just put his phone in the middle yeah. of the rehearsal room, <laughs> and we like, and we just recorded onto his phone, just as like a reference, so that next time we got together, we could remember, you know, all the little bits that we did. But yeah, so it was really kind of natural, kind of you know, old school, quote unquote, which is kind of them summed up, mm-hmm. um, which is is cool because most of the other things I've ever done and everything, anything else I still do outside of Carcass is very. I'm sure, as you know, like program drums on the oh, demo yeah. and then, you know, kind of you don't really play it together as a band until you record it. And even then it's usually just you and a scratch track or you and the guitar player or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I've had experience of both. And I mean, there's good things about both, but the freedom of just getting in a room and jamming it out is is really, really cool. It takes so much longer. Though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why it took eight years (laughs) i believe it man and i will say that like the the two main bands i'm playing for right now have two very different ways of writing like uh my one band who Mm. were just kind of finishing up the recording process for our album that has taken about eight years as well to do so eight year crew (laughs) yeah uh and um (laughs) so we have we wrote everything, the three of us, in a room with a computer. Uh, literally, it was just like writing in drum beats and everything. And then I went through and um, like wrote in what fills I wanted. But everything was just MIDI until um, and I, mm. I did take everything back to like my uh, my studio and I laid down like rough demos. So I did get behind the kit and kind of work mm. everything out that way before going into the studio but um yeah, but yeah. yeah dude everything was just written on a computer we never really jammed anything um we have played a couple songs mm. live but uh just to test them out um but then the other band yeah. i'm playing for <laughs> likes to write with everybody in the room um we s- that's cool so you've got kind of literally yeah. both worlds uh, <laughs> the, but we do like run everything through like an in ear system and through logic and all that and and play to mm. a click, but we can figure out our tempos as we're writing it as well, right? Mm. But, um, yeah, 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 whatever feels good, you kind yeah, of, yeah, exactly. That down. And then we record a demo mm. to a click, multi tracked in the room right there. So we have like full on demos oh, cool. of us jamming it right away, which is kind of cool. Um, but you don't play to a click track and this album wasn't recorded to a click. No. So no, surgical steel wasn't. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Which I, I found super which, interesting. Which crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and it's not, I don't want to say that you could tell that it's 
<laughs> I recorded to a click because it's fucking tight. <laughs> it's tight Uh-oh. as fuck, but it just it just has a has a feel to it that I I definitely think a lot of bands in more recent years since click tracks became standard are are potentially mm. losing uh like that just that feel mm. of uh allowing the drummer to guide the the music yeah, in a yeah. certain way um cuz yeah, a lot absolutely. of people just think that we're just back there uh just hitting stuff and we're just you know like they <laughs> the idiot just <laughs> yeah. hitting on the drums and smashing making loud noises but <laughs> you know if you don't have that click track then it allows the drummer to kind of guide the feel of the song and and everything right cuz mm. like the guys mm. up front need to play to you so yeah absolutely and I, and I feel like i mean again um surgical steel was the first definitely well maybe since no even when i was in college and high school and stuff even that's crazy like even thinking about it now even then we recorded to click because you know you just that's yeah. what people did you just knew that that's what people did so it's pretty much every other thing i've ever recorded apart from surgical steel that was the first one um i'd done to click so it was kind of terrifying on my end because it was as you say it's like well it's all yeah. on you <laughs> you know like counting in and trying to keep it as steady as possible and there was there, i can't remember which song it was off surgical steel but i was just i couldn't slow it down enough i just kept playing it too fast i think because i was nervous or you know whatever and uh we had to stop it and like come back to it a couple of days later just because because i think i was so pumped <laughs> and it was meant to be a kind of you know groovy kind of relaxed and i was just, yeah. ah, you know, <laughs> just straight, straight in and uh and that's the thing you know with the click you kind of get used to the click and the tempo and after a couple of takes or whatever you're you're kind of in that in that click mindset you know what the tempo is you played to it a few times whereas when you don't have that click like you just got a producer and the rest of the band being like no it's too fast and you're like well in my head it yeah. feels fine like <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do here. So uh, yeah, we got there, but again, we had to we had to kind of you know uh, take a break from it so that I could relax and kind of you know not be so fucking. Ugh. I think we ended up doing it right at the end of the day after I'd done you know so much. So I was kind of tired, naturally tired. So and it, and it worked well. I can't remember what song it was now, but yeah. But it's again like going back to the um, writing all together in a room. There's a lot of freedom with it um, because. I find I was speaking about this with David as well on the last podcast I did, but when you, and again, you you all know this, when you record to a click, you end up focusing on the click, like above, above a lot of things. Well, I do anyway. I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know about other drummers, but like, I'm so conscious that that click is there and that I need to stay on it, that it kind of takes away a lot from, you know, the feel or, uh, how I perform the fills or blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's like an, for me, I find it like an extra distraction. And or, and the studio is already yeah. pretty nerve wracking, for I, I find. Um, so not having it was scary, but also it was just kind of like the minute you count off, you're like, oh, cool. We can we can kind of go anywhere with this as long as everyone's happy. You know, it's I don't have that that I have to don't don't lose the click, don't yeah. lose the click, you know. So it was, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really kind of freeing. And I, I like... When we did Surgical Steel with Colin, Colin Richardson, he was initially kind of worried about it because uh, it makes editing 
fucking hard yeah. <laughs> if you don't if you don't have a click uh, as you know as i guess most people who've ever recorded know um so he i think he was a bit worried like oh shit if this if this sounds terrible it's going to take me a whole year to edit it <laughs> so, um so but yeah i think pretty quickly we all got into a you know we all got relatively comfortable with the idea and comfortable with each other and it just kind of worked um and i guess luckily i guess from years of playing with click my tempo was was relatively consistent so you know they it managed to be it managed to work and the longer i've played without a click with bill because when we did surgical steel we'd never played a show together so we i went we went straight from the audition process which was just playing three songs with them and then we went to the pub for like five hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and got really drunk and that was the audition that's a real um, audition and there, then eh? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely 90 percent yeah. of it uh, to be honest yeah, yeah. Did, well yeah. yeah you know man yeah you know that yeah are you are you an asshole no yeah, yeah. cool you're I, all right I, sweet. can i can i get in a bus <laughs> and uh, hang out with you for a month yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Cool. yeah exactly yeah. exactly um <laughs> uh, yeah and that as you say that is the large majority of it and also you know on on if as as the musician going for the audition it, you know, you you need to be like, oh, are these guys cool? Are they assholes? Like, are they are they people I want to hang out with? Are they people yeah, I want to be about with? Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, um, but yeah, so we, you know, we did the audition, and then I think a month later, me and Bill were already writing Surgical Steel, um, and then we didn't play a show until Surgical Steel had been released. So it was very, it was weird. It was going straight from nothing to recording an album together with no click. And I was like, you know, with Colin Richardson and Carcass, so I was fucking yeah. shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is yeah. a pretty big deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I feel like, and now, like, listening to, so obviously, I'm really proud of Surgical Steel still, but listening to Surgical Steel next to Torn Arteries, I, I can just, I can hear that me and Bill and oh, all of us are just a lot more comfortable. Um, and, it it feels nicer now that the click isn't there. Whereas I, there's a lot of moments on Surgical Steel where I'm just like, ah, ugh, you know, like that bit sucked or oh, I really rushed into that bit and it like the tempo increases really fast at one, you know. So I, I find it hard to listen to that album now because I'm just like, because I was so kind of young and nervous. I was like, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Torn Arteries, I'm, I'm super proud of it and it feels like a kind of, yeah, it just uh, to me it feels like a comfortable band making an album, which it was. Whereas Surgical Steel, there was still a lot of nerves and like we didn't really know each other that well. Still, obviously Bill and Jeff have known know each other too well, but um, yeah. So it's yeah mixed feelings about Surgical Steel. Super proud yeah. of it, obviously. <laughs> but when I listen to it, I'm just like, oh, I wish I could have done that better. Oh, that's that sucks. But I guess that's just that's just life, right? Of being a musician, you always, always think you can do man. better. You're never gonna be. <laughs> Um, completely happy with anything that you do. <laughs> like, come on. I guess if if you were, then you just would probably give up, right? Because then yeah. what would be the point? You'd be like, well, I've done exactly what yeah, I wanted to so, do. So. <laughs> whatever. What are you just going to try to keep doing that over and over? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, no, you did <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Moving on. All right. Now I'm... Yeah. Yeah, how far can we push it? To, oh, exactly, to the next man. Thing? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've definitely never been happy with any recording I've ever done. But you know, I like I find it so hard to <laughs> go back and listening listen to recordings. Uh, 
uh, even of anything. Mm. And I, I've played everything from, you know, like more extreme uh, metal to like almost like country type stuff. And like even like both wow, sides yeah. of it, I'm like, eh, I could have I done that better. Or like I was doing too much. I yeah, was like, oh, I yeah. should have done less. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And it, this part would have sounded yeah, way better. Yeah, totally, totally. But when you're in the moment of playing, yeah. you're like, oh, no, like, I'm I'm not doing enough. Like I need to I need to fill yeah, the space, yeah, totally. you know, which was it's so yeah, yeah. It's so hard to get over the fact of like no, let the space is what matters here. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in metal that's really I don't know if that's overlooked. I I think maybe that's an exaggeration, but I feel like definitely when I was younger it was totally all about oh, there's a gap here. I'm going to put in a 16th note, super fast, yeah. crazy thing. Uh, or there's a gap here, there's a gap, and you just try and fill all the gaps. And then How I many guess, notes can I play? As you were <laughs> like, saying. That's it, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I've got I've got this many seconds, and I'm going to get rid of 16ths and triplets. I'm just going to fit yeah. as many as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. Just play as fast as but, I can, uh, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, and hope yeah. I end on one. But... Um, yeah, like, I feel like the older I get and the, like the more people I've played with, you realize, um, you know, it's it's not about. How, well, I guess it, it's it's about how you play it, not not what you play, because you can play a super simple thing. But the way it's kind of, um, you know, the way you use dynamics or the way it's phrased or whatever, um, that is so much more important than how many things you play yeah. if you know what yeah I mean. the, the feel and the groove that you put into it uh is a lot more important mm. than just playing 30 second notes and you know all the time all yeah. the time yeah <laughs> i mean again and there is space for that stuff like there is a lot of there are a lot of bands that are just super technical and i love i, I like a lot of that stuff but it, for me it's a real kind of i have to be in a certain mood and i can only listen to it for you know a certain yeah. amount of time whereas the kind of the classics you know stuff that has more musicality it's kind of you can just listen to it forever and over and over again and and it's because it has space it has you know phrasing it has dynamics it has all that kind of stuff that makes it i guess human i don't know but um yeah and i feel like that you know and playing with a guitar player like bill he is all about like groove and space and less is more mm. and all that stuff and um so i learned a lot of how to just pull back and and be like oh yeah this this riff is amazing don't play anything crazy over the top of it because i want people to hear that riff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and at a certain point too it's kind of like relieving to you it's like oh i i don't need to blast like crazy this whole song yeah, yeah i yeah. can just like <laughs> yeah. lay into yeah. a groove and you're you're cool with that <laughs> all yeah, right <exactly>. sick <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and i think a lot of the time like again uh this is when i was younger for me like i wanted to impress yeah, other drums. always yeah you know that was yeah. like a big yeah. thing yeah and it's like and especially i think especially in this you know th- i sound like an old man mm. this day and age but um with <laughs> you know <laughs> with social social media that is that's a big thing as well isn't it is kind of impressing trying to yeah. impress other people and i get that i totally get it but the more musical situations you put yourself in you realize the other musicians and the rest of your band they don't give a shit if you impress them they just want the song to that's sound it. good <laughs> so it, it's like, you know, d- do what you can. If you could throw in some, you know, tasty shit and the song still sounds good, great. But 
if you're just fucking shitting all over the song just because you want to impress your drumming friends, then that's not yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> then just like um, do a video of you doing a crazy drum solo or something and post yeah. that. Just leave yeah. it for leave Instagram. For Instagram, like, but <laughs> yeah. when it comes to writing the fucking song, you know, you have to you have to serve yeah, exactly. the song appropriately. And also. The one thing Absolutely. I found, because um, in my earlier days, yeah, I wanted to write like the the craziest type of like beats and everything that I could, and then I realized afterwards that I have to tour on that, and I have to play that every single yeah. night, <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, that is this true. isn't fun yeah. anymore. This yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. like this is fucking yeah. difficult. Uh, so how about we? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. didn't really learn my lesson because this this um, this album is like <laughs> even faster, has like more blasting, more double kick. There's some songs that just like don't let up at all. But I sometimes you don't have a choice. You have to write to the what the song is, right? What serves the song? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a I saw a thing with. Um, uh, Hannah's Grossman, you know the guy who used yes, to play in Obscura course, yeah. and ne- mm-hmm. Necrophagus, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a there's a video where he talks about overplaying, and he you know he says it's hard to judge what overplaying is because if the music requires you to go crazy, yeah. as you were saying, and do crazy blast beats and whatever, then that's not overplaying because that's what the music needs. Like you know, if you listen to, I'm trying to think, if you listen to Necrophagus with like a four four groove. It would just be yeah, kind of shit. exactly, right? <laughs> or you know, it, it wouldn't be necrophagous, you know. Whereas the reason it's so incredible is because every instrument is quote unquote yeah. overplaying, but that's what makes it yeah. so fucking good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's it's all about context, and you know, if you're playing country music, then no, you don't, you shouldn't be playing, you know, seven over four polyrhythm and <laughs> that would be, ca- that, that would be kind of cool though, in, right? Like, I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Progressive <laughs> yeah. country. Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe we've tapped yeah, on a new thing. I now, like it. I, I like it. I'm going to steal that. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first people, but um, yeah. And, but I think again, like if, if the music calls for it, then absolutely mm-hmm. go for it. But um, you have to judge the situation. And, and I think experience and I don't want to say getting older, but obviously the older you get, normally the more people you play with and the more people you kind of write with and blah, blah, blah. But experience helps you realize, oh, yeah, I don't need to do all that shit unless it's asked for. Yeah, because that was a process with both Carcass albums, actually, because on Surgical Steel, I... I kind of really pulled back. I didn't want to be that crazy fucking, oh, look at me mm-hmm. showing off guy. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of do what was needed. Uh, and Jeff was very much like, no, go crazier, go crazier. Like do do a crazier yeah. feel, do this, do this. And he was the same on Torn Arteries as well. He was kind of, I kind of, I think naturally I kind of go, uh, I don't know what you're like, but when we're writing the song, I kind of go low, like lowest common denominator i guess so kind of i go as basic as i can and then i build up from there so like i'll just do this bit needs a blast beat i'll just do a blast beat and then a basic fill and then blah blah blah. whereas and then i'll slowly be like oh i could add some accents in here or i could do this i could do this whereas i got to a point where i thought i'd kind of pushed as far as i needed to go with torn arteries but in the studio jeff was like no change this bit go crazier go crazier (laughs) and again like if the the musician who wrote the songs is telling you that then you have to you know that's that's the whole point but don't don't start at that point 
where you're like going crazy all the time because then it's fucking hard to come all the way back <laughs> i think it's easier to go from zero and getting crazier and crazier than being like well, well i wrote this crazy part and i've been practicing it for six months and you don't yeah. want to use it <laughs> yeah then you're almost like offended like oh well i just wasted all my time <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. yeah exactly this is really hard to play do yeah. you not realize that <laughs> i spent a lot of time working on this guys come on <laughs> yeah, exactly. you get you get precious about it right when you know Anything, yeah, absolutely. Anything absolutely. Uh, like writing music and everything, you you don't want to get overly precious about what you're writing because at the end of the day, until it's laid down, mixed, mastered, and sent to the label, anything could change, mm. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I yeah, I, yeah. I do yeah. think that I um so in the demoing stages, I'll write like just basic beats and like not really work out fills, but then when I actually like sit down. I will I will kind of like push my limit and be like okay what is the most I can do uh and then kind of draw mm. it back to what actually feels good to me right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah what feels comfortable exactly. yeah cuz like I could probably push myself to my limit and then the band still be like uh, I think you could go crazier and it's like uh, no but I physically can't <laughs> Okay, and I don't want to. All right, like yeah. as you said, you got to play that every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Tour, so. They don't get it. It's fucking hard. Getting old over here, you know. Like, oh fuck, yeah. man, it's tough. It's tough, man. Like I said, like my knees are falling yeah, apart. Is. You know. Get those doubles dude, going, dude. I know. I'm working on them. I am. I am. It's like a goal of mine. But I want to be able to do both because a lot of the times with pedal settings, you need to set them up just for doubles. But yeah. I want I'm I'm trying to just find doubles, a comfortable yeah. way to get it so I can be doing doubles and I can still make my swivel happen. Because like, you know, yeah, with the yeah. same pedal and or well, the yeah. same settings, so I can kind of yeah, yeah. And tri I've heard tri triggers as well. Like tri uh, speaking of triggers, trigger settings for doubles, I've heard. Again, mm -hmm. I've never really done doubles, but um, I've heard the trigger settings need to be different and all and pedal settings. So yeah, and as you say, if you can pull off both, that's, I mean, the, that's dream. the dream, right? I that's guess it. that's what everybody wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's what everyone wants to do. If you can pull off both really comfortably and happily, then yeah, that's fucking great. But yeah, this it's just work, isn't it, man? You and again, you realize the older you get. I don't know if you're you get this, but and since I've had kids too, it's like. I need to prioritize what I practice and what I want to get better at because the older you get, you realize there's just there's just yeah. less time. There's just the days <laughs> so, actually get if shorter you, if you don't prioritize. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, like before, when exactly. it's like, oh, I got a couple hours to kill, it felt like eternity, and now it's like, oh fuck, I only have a couple hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's no, that's not <laughs> enough time, so right? True. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so true. It's so true. Uh, yeah, so like now, I find I really have to prioritize. I get what, like, when I was younger, I just kind of practiced whatever I wanted. Just kind of, you know, oh, I want to get faster or whatever. I'll just do this, and you know, I won't, you know, don't won't think about it too much. I'll just do it as much as I can. Whereas now, I have to be like, right, I need to put aside this amount of time every day otherwise i'm not going to get there because you know i guess life just gets in the way and, and other things get in the way when mm -hmm. the older you get so um kind of 
yeah, prioritizing your time as you get older is is something I'm still learning how yeah, to do. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's tough. Um, but all right, speaking of that, do you have a specific uh, practice regimen that you uh, you do daily or weekly or anything just to keep your chops up? Because like, it's not like there's any tours really happening right now, which we're not going to say why, but you yeah. know, there's, you don't have anything <laughs> planned for, <laughs> until like, I think around August or something like that. You guys got some festivals and then some tours uh, in the fall. Yeah, we've got, I think we got a couple in June. I don't know if they've been announced yet. Ooh, okay. I uh, just uh, early, uh, announced them early, but yeah, we got some in June, I think. Um, but yeah, but yeah so anyway, sorry, is, is yeah. There, do you um, like um have anything just to keep your chops up or are you just like goofing around the kit to have fun at this point because you don't have anything pressing coming up <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like so it kind of it went i was gonna say it goes in phases but it went in phases over the kind of lockdown period because the first the first year that we all had off from touring i mean obviously most people had to keep working but <laughs> um, the first the first year 2020 i guess uh i cut i really got my head down and i practiced a load of shit that i'd never really worked on before like um I, I went really hard on dynamics and like um ghost notes and you know like um phrasings around the kit you know not just singles and and quads and that kind of stuff i did a lot of sticking patterns paradiddles and inverted paradiddles and all that kind of stuff and really working on my uh yeah like patterns and dynamics i went really hard with that and then towards the end of that year i just kind of fell off and i just kind of i didn't really yeah. play that much <laughs> if i'm honest and then uh then last year it cut like we with the album being released we had um we had a, a whole bunch of shows that were meant to happen yeah, and then got cancelled. But uh, so we ended up, you know, getting together and practicing again. So the second year was all about getting my speed back up, getting my kind of, you know, metal chops back up. So that was, and in that situation, that was a, I wouldn't say every day, but at least four days a week. I was, I'd, I'd try and play drums every day, but like practice, practice. Um, I was doing three or four times a week. I do like, these uh, bass drum things where I just play a straight groove uh, on the hands and then I do like varying, uh, what, what do you call them? Oh, I've lost the word. Like note rates, what they're called. Uh, you know, eight sixteenths, um, blah, blah, blah. Why, all that stuff. Why, I totally forgot I, the word. This is a great drum <laughs> podcast right now. Neither of us can remember. Yeah, no, we know what, yeah, we know what we're talking about, right? We're professionals. <laughs> the, um, the, 100%. There is a word for it, there right? is. It's, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. Um, Fuck. I d <laughs> okay. Anyway, no, no, no values. No, no, no I, I can't it. remember. No. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm gonna, it will come to us in about ten minutes when we're yeah. talking about something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, so kind of focusing on my feet a lot because I find my feet need the most. Um, what's the word? Maintenance, yeah. I guess. Uh, so I always try and do like a daily thing, I, I, like ten fifteen minutes daily, kind of. Um, all the different note values different, uh, no. that's not the right word <laughs> still but <laughs> but yeah so and then you know rehearsing the carcass songs and all that kind of stuff and then we had one show last year in November and then we kind of knew that was going to be it for a while so ever since then I, I play every day but uh, I just kind of mess around and like 
if I play along to songs, like I just play along to me- I played I was playing along to Metallica the other nice. day just for fun. Just black album, and, uh, just and, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, well yeah, oh. I haven't done that yet. I was doing a, I was playing a lot of uh, Justice oh, nice. for All stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I hadn't I hadn't listened to that stuff in so long, so I was getting to a certain point, and then I just totally forgot the song. I was like, fuck, oh yeah. So I had to, <laughs> <laughs> so I I'd just forgotten that that so many bits of it. But um, yeah, so now I'm just kind of. Yeah, I guess just having fun. And and I do, I don't know if you do this, but I'll do things where I just kind of improvise and then the minute I fuck up, I'll be like, oh, what was that? I need to get better at that. And then I'll, you know, work on whatever that thing I was mm-hmm. trying to do is. Um, but yeah, nothing kind of specific really, which it's kind of nice having the freedom, but also it's 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 the best, I feel like, when you've got a goal, like you really want it. Like you're saying with the doubles, like to be able to get doubles really good is a great goal. And like I've... I'd love to get doubles good, but at, at the moment, I don't feel like I have a need for them. So I don't know if I'd put enough time in that needs to be put in, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Because, you know, I don't have a band that requires doubles um, at the moment. So maybe, again, maybe soon, you never know. But um, yeah, if I ever got a call to do something really fast again, I'd probably be like, shit, okay, I'm getting old. I'm going to try these yeah, doubles. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to sit down for, you know, a couple of months or whatever and just really fucking work this out. Uh, but yeah so at the moment i'm just kind of um yeah just messing around but when when these when it comes time for these festivals and stuff then i'll definitely get back on the at least three or four times a week sitting down just doing bass drum drills practicing the set and um yeah again hands generally don't seem have never seemed to be a huge issue for me i guess because normally you you use your hands more right just general drumming and the carcass stuff isn't super super fast um so it's i guess as you know when you the faster you get the more maintenance you have to do like when i remember when i was playing with aborted and trigger the bloodshed i had to just i had to fucking practice well not practice i had to do like maintenance runs every day just on a practice pad otherwise if i took a week off it would yeah. just be awful oh yeah, yeah. Like, you know, a lot a lot of that stuff was like you know two two sixty two seventy, and it's like, especially trigger the bloodshed we started the set with a song that was like two two six five or something and so it was like, yeah, you have to just be so on your game in those in those really fast situations. Um, whereas, yeah, again, now the only the main thing I struggle with with carcass is is feet. So I have to really work on my feet because, and again, we're not using triggers, so I have to I really work on the consistency and power and all that kind of stuff. Um, so and that that really goes, I find, if I don't if I don't do it a lot. Um, I'm just kind of like blah, 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 blah. They, they just get really weak. <laughs> like my uh, my legs try like give out after after a short. Yeah, of time. dude, I I totally feel that. Like if I don't keep up with it, and like I I have a set routine that I've been doing for years, and like recently I've I've definitely mm. fallen off, uh, and I don't do it as as often mm. as I should. But I for like a long time I would go I would start at like. 170 180 and then i do um like i think like 20 or 25 bars at that tempo and then i would program it in my daw Mm -hmm. to go up uh 10 bpm Uh, so then i would do like say Mm -hmm. like 180 and then it would go up to 190 so i do 25 bars 25 bars Mm -hmm. and then i'd be like rotating subdivisions is the word we were looking for. Say, That's it. Yes. Thank there you. we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. We win. 
<laughs> That's the one. Yeah. I told you, man. I bet it's yeah. been 10 minutes. <laughs> Subdivision. So I would go from eighth, yeah. eighth notes Amazing. to, to 16th notes and like kind of back and forth, right? And then the I would go longer with my 16th notes. So eventually I would be doing yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole 20 or 25 bars, all 16ths the whole time. Right, but I just have that on a loop until I was comfortable at that tempo, and then bump everything up 10 BPM, you know, until I'm at like two to 20 to 30, which is like was pretty much like my comfortable zone breaking point of getting through the whole whole thing, right? So uh, sometimes I'd go like crazy, go up to like 260, 270, and like try to really burn myself out, but. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know, like doing like consistently on a loop, just sixteenths at two sixty for that long is like fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, I know. Do you know um, Kevin Parody? Oh, yeah, from the, uh, Benighted. Ben- yeah. yeah, man. The fucking. Fuck. Have you seen the video where he? Do- I mean, I'm sure a lot of the guys that go super fast do this, but his bass drum workout video that he posted on YouTube, it's just. In, he's, he starts at like 260 and he's just doing like yeah. like dude come on <laughs> i know it's like give the rest of us a chance i know man. right on. he's insane too because it's all just straight single strokes like yeah yeah and, and he doesn't do swivel nothing. like this no. it's just yeah he's a he's a monster man he's an yeah, absolute monster. He is. it's insane his hand technique is crazy like for me for me the kicks has always been a little easier um the mm. oh easier. yeah the hands have always given me an issue um always because i i had such shitty technique uh with my hands and i was just like i just mm. gotta play fast like i started playing drums and then yeah. within like uh within a year i was my band was like all right we gotta you gotta play at 200 um all the time we're gonna be a dragon force cover band pretty much <laughs> so and I'm like, okay, Jesus Christ. all right, like, <laughs> I, I got this. Fine. Like, dude, I wanted to play bass for the band. I was like, sick, man. I'll be the bass player. It'll be awesome. Drink beers. Like, it's gonna be yeah. nice and easy. And then we couldn't find a drummer, and I was like, all right, I guess, I guess I got to do this. And then here, oh, fuck. 15 years later, and I'm like, you know, wow. So, that's cool though, man. I guess it kind of forced you down your journey that maybe you wouldn't 100%, have gone on yeah. otherwise. Uh, I I was playing a little bit of drums here and there. I had like a hardcore band that I played for, but that was just like that was just fun, you know. We just like partied and mm. played hardcore shows, and you know it was yeah. good times. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I never thought I'd be like uh, an extreme metal drummer. <laughs> so, well, it's a whole other kind of. I mean. Not nothing against hardcore drumming, but um, I'm not saying that that's mm-hmm. easier in any way. But it's just very different. But the amount of maintenance, as we were talking about, the amount of maintenance you have to do as a extreme metal player, I think, is just like, yeah, it's just you don't realize it once you get into it. I don't think how much how much you have to do to get like when you see these guys, you know, Kevin Parody or whoever, yeah. these insanely yeah. fast Alex Rudingers of the world, you're just you like, know. Alex, God, Ru- oh man. dude, yeah, Rooting is insane because he's he's powerful. Yeah, as fuck. he's just <laughs> a fucking beast. Oh, <sighs> yeah, he really is. But again, he's one of those dudes. Who, as far as I'm aware, he Non-stop. practices like yeah. crazy hours every single day. Yeah, and that's the only way you can get to that level. And and I remember, you know, I remember being younger, looking at 
those kind of, well not Rudinger because he wasn't around but um you know the super fast guys and you just think like ah they're just they're just doing something easy and playing it fast and then once you sit down and do it you're like oh god this is going to take a yeah. long time <laughs> it's just it, yes like it everything it's possible but it just takes time and like doing it it's all like baby yeah. steps but you have to be consistent and that's the yeah. thing yeah, it's consistency and maintenance is the is the is such a big thing in this kind of this kind of drumming. That's it. And if you if you fall off, you're just setting yourself back. And that's you know like so. Yeah. As long as you keep yeah. at it, you know anything's possible. Mm. Kids, you know, just absolutely <laughs> just keep yeah. at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay positive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I remember I did. We had I had uh what did I have a like. I think it was four weeks off for various we had a festival carcass and then we had a month off and then another festival and in that month i didn't play drums at all for for various reasons i can't it was um yeah shit going on at home mm -hmm. i can't remember why but i didn't play drums for a month and then i played the carcass show at the festival again after a month off and it was fucking tough like it was really tough but i made it through it and the band didn't really notice they were like oh that was a bit slow today like what was going on there but I made it through. I, I thought I was going to have a heart attack, but I made it through. Whereas if I'd have, you know, playing for a band like Aborted or anything Kevin Parody or Alex Rudinger do, or, you know, the Ken yeah. Ken from Aborted now, if I, you know, if you take a month off, you don't touch the sticks and then go straight into a, a set that starts with like a 250 BPM song, you're just not going to get through it. Yeah, it's just going to be an absolute <laughs> fucking mess. <laughs> like, yeah, damn. Yeah, I feel again like nothing against Carcass. Obviously, I love it, but it's it's still kind of mid-paced most of it. Even the faster stuff isn't yeah. crazy fast. So even if you take some time off, you can you can still do it. Whereas that fucking the crazy fast shit, you just have to be on it every day. Otherwise, it just as you say, it just you count in and it's just yeah. <laughs> It's just a mess. <laughs> that first like couple of moments of like you count in and you start playing and you're like, nope, <laughs> like this isn't, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, and you just, you feel it in yeah. your mouth because I've had those, those days, like just those off, sometimes you just have off shows or like, I, I'm sure like you, you oh, get sick yeah. on tour. Like as soon as somebody in, on the bus gets yeah, sick, absolutely. that's it. Everybody's going to get it. Right. Mm. So you yeah. have that one or two shows absolutely. that's off and you just feel it in your muscles. And you're just like fucking immediately, immediately. and you're like, okay, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's only a half yeah. hour set. Like, let's just get through it. And <laughs> just push, push through, through, push through, push get this through. fucking done, and then regroup, and and you're gonna do better tomorrow. Don't worry, buddy. You know, <laughs> like giving yourself a yeah, pep talk. Yeah, yeah totally. Fuck. But as soon as you start, you realize like, fuck, I I probably should have warmed up more. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but there are some there are some times when I feel like, as you say, whether you're sick, like I've had it so many times when I've been jet lagged, that no matter how much you warm up, your body's just like, nah, this this just isn't this is you're not on your A game today, and you're gonna yeah. have to just deal with it and hope for the no best. No matter <laughs> how many Red Bulls you drink or anything, you're like, nah, <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, um, all right. Talking about ex extreme drumming, um, we're uh, we're hitting like the one hour mark here. So I I want to talk about your uh, your oh, podcast a little bit, man. Because um, yeah, uh, cool. it was the Extreme Drummer podcast, 
Uh, and uh, yeah, it's super sick, man. And I know that you're back uh, doing episodes. You took a little bit of time off. Uh, you know, much. I did, yeah. Unintentionally, I took a very long time, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people got very angry at me. So, <laughs> but let's be honest, it's not like you're getting paid to do that. They're not paying for it. Like know, everything's dude. free, and we we do all this because exactly. um, you know, exactly. it's just like a it's a it's a fun thing it's to fun. do, right? Like I love talking to drummers. Yeah, and absolutely. Honestly, I personally now like have had conversations with guys that i probably would have not talked to other than like being a super fan at a show or something you know like you know and gotten yeah, yeah, uh, some like yeah, really totally. great friendships and like built relationships from doing this stuff and mm. i i i absolutely love mm. it man uh so what would what was the um the reason for for starting up the the podcast for you it was well, I mean, it was kind of lockdown again, the thing right. we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> Red alert. <laughs> it was also, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I was kind of, I was, it wasn't just because I was bored, but it was like, you know, I didn't really have anything, a project to focus on, which I like to have. And, and, um, and I, like, I, I was at the time just listening to podcasts just all the fucking time. And, you know, I just thought, Ah, what what's the harm in giving this a go? You know, I've got some I've got some friends that I haven't spoken to in a long time and I've got some people that you know, even though normally the the people that I've had on so far uh are people that and I've got a whole bunch of guests lined up for the next few weeks as well, but they're normally people that I'd see at festivals like every year or, you know, our bands tour together quite regularly. So normally I'd see them like, you know, at least once a year, twice a year, and you, you know, you have a little catch up. But and so I was like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to see them again and see how they're doing and see what their situation is during all this craziness. And 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 also, it was with a lot of the people, like Adrian from At the Gates, for example. Like we we see each other all the fucking time. Literally, like he's probably of, of most drummers that I see bump into is I like I see Adrian all the time. And uh, but we've never had a sit down long conversation about anything you know it's just kind of yeah. small talk you know how you been man you know and then it's just he's got to go do something i gotta go do something blah, blah, blah. you know so so I, I wanted to kind of have a just a longer conversation with with people that i necessarily hadn't and donald from obituary as well like again i we've toured together so much but never really had a sat down kind of you know chat about things and uh yeah so that it was just that it was kind of um I love podcasts, firstly. I've got a lot of friends I haven't spoken to. And yeah, I guess I like I like yeah, talking. You so. like having great conversations, <laughs> which is great, man. Yeah. yeah about drums. Yeah, exactly. About drums too. And so, it's uh, funny because like even on tour and stuff like that, a lot of the time you're just kind of just you're just talking about stuff that's going on. Or, you know, like kind of Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Oh, it went it's yeah. Oh, okay, we're back. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of not just small talk, but yeah, like it's you're talking about the day to day stuff, and you're talking about oh, look at the look at the venue today, or oh, did you see the you know the backstage mm -hmm. or blah, you know whatever. Whereas when you're at home and you're relaxed, you kind of you just kind of talk, and you get into you get into things that you wouldn't necessarily talk about on tour yeah, a lot of the time. Exactly, you get to, into the deep stuff, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's it, 
it has been fun. And uh, yeah, I've got a whole bunch more lined up. I took, yeah, a very long time off, which, yeah, for various reasons, which I won't go into. But uh, yeah, I'm coming back now. But as like as you know, I, I find it hard because I've got other yeah. stuff to do. And as you were saying, you do this um, with other stuff as well. And it's finding the time to do it weekly. I, I, I was I was kind of struggling with. So now I've kind of removed that pressure from myself and I'm just going to do it you know, when I've got the time, because as you say, like, you know, none of us are getting paid for this. We're doing it because it's fun. So, um, and yeah, just kind of, yeah, that's the whole thing now is just talk to people that I want to talk to and have as much fun as possible. Don't put any pressure on it because, yeah, because it should be fun. It shouldn't be like, a, oh God, I got to get one out this week and I need yeah. to find a guest. It's like, no, I need to, I want to actually talk to people I want to talk to, not just because I need a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I did, I'll, I'll <laughs> say that and to anybody listening, it was like, yeah, last year I made it a, a goal of mine to put out a podcast every week. And I think I missed two weeks near the mm. end of the year because I was like in studio. Wow. I uh, like yeah we I was recording uh, album in December so it was like a lot leading up to that and um, so yeah we we did uh, I think fifty podcasts last year um, and uh, wow. this year has Respect, been a little man. more sporadic and like you know it's been a couple weeks since mm. we've put one out because I just I felt that pressure of like all right I need to put one out this week and I it, it, I just got burnt out from it and I was like I want to continue to do yeah, this yeah. so the only way that I can do that is if I stop putting that insane pressure on myself uh, and start just yeah. like doing stuff that I, I, I want to do you know like and listening to your yeah, podcast and I've, I've listened to a couple other podcasts with you and I was like fuck I want to talk to this guy you know like, like, and oh, it's, thanks, honest, I'm not even like like a diehard Carcass fan. I just like you know. I thought that you were just like such an uh, awesome guy to have a conversation with. So I was like, fuck yeah! And that's what I want to try to continue to do in the future is find great people just to have mm. great conversations with and talk drums with. So you know, like I, I think that yeah, for sure, leads man. Thank you. to better episodes overall rather than you can kind of like I'm, yeah. even when i listen to podcasts i can tell when people aren't into it and i don't want our our fans and yeah, listeners totally. to get like that those episodes that like just like oh that that was not that great because i yeah just because you felt like you should get one out because yeah. of the heart yeah, yeah i totally get that like man. i want I totally get quality that. over yeah. quantity all right that's what i'm going with this year yeah for <laughs> sure for sure yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, that's just kind of, that's the world at the moment. Like everything is content yeah. and mm -hmm. new all the time. New, 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 new. But so much of it is just like me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas when you, when you find something that's really good quality, it's, it just, it, it shines. Do you know what I mean? And it, it stands out a lot more because it is a lot better quality instead of just, uh, you know, doing it because you have to do it because you need to get new content and you need to do this and you need to do this. And, and I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to um, get worse or get better because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like so many, everything is just oversaturated with content oh, right yeah. now. And it's just like, I don't know about you, I find it, I find it really exhausting. Like I have to 
like just not look at my phone for a couple of days sometimes just because everywhere you go you're just like bombarded oh yeah <laughs> it's just it's not crazy stop. shit and like honestly for me like i go through i i go through youtube like oh i you know like i, I feel like just like watching a video on something whatever and I, I sit there scrolling for like five minutes like nothing here interests me at all it's just so yeah. much yeah, bullshit yeah. and i'm like Ugh. so i just shut it yeah, off yeah. and like i yeah, man. Oh, like the amount of times I've kind of started, you know, I'll be in a good mood or whatever. And I've started on YouTube. YouTube's a good example because you always go yeah. down those wormholes, right? Where you end up somewhere you yeah. never knew you were going to end up. <laughs> but like you start out in a good mood and you watch some comedy or whatever. And then through recommended videos, 20 minutes later, you're on some kind of conspiracy video and you, you're like, you think it's the end of the world. And then you're like, hang on, I was in a good mood. And now I'm like, oh, God, yeah. what's happened? <laughs> Now I'm all depressed and worried about nuclear war. Like, <laughs> the what fuck the happened? fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been ten minutes. How did that happen? So uh, yeah, so I I really have to, and especially again, like being at home so much now, I have to really make sure I don't get you know all that shit just thrown at me constantly because it's just everywhere, man. Like again, and going back to what you were saying, just quality over quantity. I think doing something because you want to do it and because you mean it is 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 mu- I think is much more is much better than just releasing it because you have to release something like you know there's so many people that do daily content on their social media or whatever and it's you know respect like mm-hmm. I totally respect that but I could never be one of those people just because as you say like I kind of like living in the real world and I, I get really burnt out with if I have to do too much stuff on a computer or if I have to do too much stuff you know on the phone or blah blah, blah whatever um yeah, it's just, it burns you out, I think. Unless you're the type of person who loves it, and there are a lot of people that love it, and that's fine. But I think, yeah, you have to be a certain type of person to really enjoy that kind of yeah. life, <laughs> I think. I don't know, maybe well, I'm wrong. I, and that's the weird thing, is I, I flip-flop a lot because I, I do, when I put a lot of effort into the social media uh, and everything, I see some return on it, like, you know, like, and... yeah. And that's great, but then sometimes uh, I just, like, I can't deal with it. I just, like, I'm way too busy doing everything I need to, and then it yeah, falls yeah, off, yeah. and then I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, like, I really got to do it, but... Uh, yeah. And I, I, I've started just doing, like, like I just I just don't care, and I'm like, all right, like, I'll... You want content, people? All right, fine. I'll, I'll just... Give you bullshit content. <laughs> Here, you this is me yeah. fucking making coffee in the morning. What's going on? You know, like this is my life. This is the behind the yeah. scenes of fucking yeah. me just waking up and doing my thing. Like I don't know what you want yeah. from me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and that that's the thing, is it? Like, because uh, um, you know, since we've had, I don't. No, do you have no, kids no. Or anything? single. That's it. No, no kids. No Respect. pets. Respect. Nothing, I'm very man. jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did have a, I was in a long term relationship with a dog and all that. But uh, yeah, no, I'm back to the single life. So, yeah. Respect, yeah. man. Respect. You can. Uh, yeah. You have you have your own time, which is which is nice. I remember. Uh, yeah. yeah I I as you like look back, up. But... And, uh, oh, I remember those days. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the good old days. But it's my own fault. You I did. made these choices. You did. But anyway. <laughs> no, obviously, I love my, my wife and children very much. But um, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. It was something about kids. But um, yeah, like 
So wait, we were talking about Instagram, yeah. right? And posting. posting. Oh yeah, sorry. So okay, remember. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. gone off on a tangent. Um, so we like since I've had kids, me and my wife like we follow stuff on social media that of you know parents like there's, and there's a lot of kind of super famous people that um they've become famous because they're like parent um bloggers or vloggers or whatever you know they've got millions of followers they've got like endorsements from these companies and and it's all because they post about their life on yeah. instagram you know or youtube or whatever and it's cool but it's like as you were saying these people these famous people are showing people they'd never met every part of their personal life you know and involving yeah. their children too and it's like again like if you're into that that's cool but it's something that the thought of that absolutely fucking yeah. terrifies me <laughs> Do you know what I mean? and as you were saying like giving people content of oh this is me making coffee in the morning like you know kind of harmless um but there are some people that put absolutely every single part of their life online for everybody to see which is again if that's your thing cool but it's you have to realize is that your thing and if not then you need to find something else because you know i'm sure there's a lot of people that have tried to do it because they thought it was glamorous and then when they've done it they've been like oh my god this is fucking really this yeah. is really hard it's not it, <laughs> people are people are attacking my personal life for no reason i've never met you yeah, you know that kind it's of not, shit dude, it's not an easy thing to do like it, it, it everything also i don't want to get into it too much but the whole like social media thing the more that you start doing it, the more you realize just how fake everything is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and how ridiculous I even it go is, through yeah. and look at my Instagram feed, and I'm like, holy shit, it looks like I'm like, I'm fucking crushing it, like this, that, and I'm like, I. But then I'm like, I've been in bed for three days, and like, you know, like shit's not going well. But like from the outside, everything looks like it's fucking awesome. So, you know, you really yeah, got to yeah. take everything on Instagram and everything on on Facebook or any social media, kind of like with the idea of like this mm. is these are the best parts the absolute best parts of anybody's yeah. life absolute, absolute best like parts. this yeah. is like top <laughs> yeah. tier like it doesn't get any better than that uh so and everything else that and that's like two percent of that person's life that other 98 percent mm. is mm. probably pretty rough so <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like, like, like a lot of people's life you know they've they've got the same yeah. shit as everyone else but they don't post about that stuff because it's not no glamorous, ex exactly <laughs> yeah um, all right, let's let's move on from all that. Let's kind of like wrap this stuff up a little bit. But I want to uh, I want to talk about a new deal that you got with uh, a certain symbol company that I saw you recently announced. Oh shit! Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So you're you're now uh, a, yeah. a pasty pasty. How do you how do you pronounce it? Because uh, I'm sick of all these uh, drum companies with these strange names. Uh, that is so hard. To, <laughs> you don't know depending it. on where you're from, how you pronounce it, like yeah, yeah. It's as far as I'm aware, pasty. it's pasty. Okay. Um, yeah, because I used to. Well, I've worked in drum shops most of uh, most of my adult life. So, and uh, I remember my the first drum shop I worked in, the guys from switzerland this was years ago obviously i never thought i'd be a peisty mm -hmm. guy back then but um i never thought i'd be in carcass back then <laughs> i guess but uh the guys from switzerland 
came to the UK and the, the guy who owned the shop went to, you know, have a meeting, blah, 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 blah. And uh, someone in the meeting said paste. And apparently the the Swiss guy was like, no, 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 it's pronounced pasty. So uh, the gu- so as far as I'm aware, the guy from the company actually says it's pronounced pasty. So that's there we go. That's how I say it because that's that's what I was told. So if I'm saying it wrong, pasty, yeah. I'm I you heard apologize. it here first. <laughs> but that's what it's I was directly told. third party, fourth party from <laughs> from a guy yeah. who knows a guy who was yeah, friends with another guy in a meeting. Exactly. He thinks he said pasty. So I, that's I'm going with that. Yeah. See, yeah. I. Th- I think that's pretty strong <laughs> evidence, man. <laughs> uh, so you are now um, a Pisces artist. Um, how did all that come to yeah, be, and yeah. how how are you liking them? Are you were you a fan of, yeah. of Pisces symbols uh, ahead of time? Because I know you were playing Sabian for a little bit, and before I was, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I played Sabian were, for a few years. Before that, you played Minel. Were you on the the Minel yeah. family team there, or are you just playing them? Yeah, well, it's it's kind of yeah. It's, so, it's a, I guess it's a lot a long. Well, I'll try and make it not a long story because I mean we've already been on yeah. here a long time, and I need to go pick and up I, my kids and from I school, have to so. go to work. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. so all right, all right, I'll be as quick as I can. So. I was with Minel. I was with Minel for a while, and um, it was at the time when they were kind of lapping up all the metal drummers. Yeah. I don't know oh, if you remember that time. Yeah. They, they had like, I mean, I mean, they still kind of do that. Um, they have, um, yeah, they had everybody, and I was, I was lucky enough to. I was playing. I was sessioning for a band called Heaven Shall Burn, a German band, and they had a contact at the company, and I met him randomly at a show. And anyway. So that happened and I was with them for a few years. And then in that time, they were kind of transitioning into moving away from metal drummers. I don't know if you remember that period when they started bringing out the trashier symbols and um, they kind of broadened their horizons with who they were taking their artists and they were going more down the kind of, um, yeah, I guess the kind of, and kind of like fusion, like the Anna Niles and, you know, that type of... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like drummers that are... Matt Gasker, yeah. that yeah. kind of Progressive, stuff. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And around that time, like um, nothing against them. They're an amazing company. My, I noticed the kind of artist and relation thing started getting a bit uh, kind of, it, it still wasn't bad by any means, but it, it, it was getting harder to get mm-hmm. in contact with them. And just out of chance, my friend ended up moving to work for Sabian. And he told me like, oh, yeah, so, you know, I'm working for Sabian now. Uh, have you got any interest in in moving to Sabian? And I was like, well, you're a fucking cool dude. Um, and, you know, this is happening at Minel. I don't think they're kind of prioritizing the metal people. Yeah. So or why not? Let's give it a go. Or at least you weren't feeling like that you happened. mattered at that point. Yeah. And again, nothing nothing against that company. And like in the nicest way possible, they, they were fucking great to me for pretty much the whole time. Um, but I was never, never the biggest fan of the symbols. Um, and I kind of... I really liked the the treatment, but the symbols were kind of like you know it was it was more the treatment over the symbols. I I went with them because they you know they they were the mm-hmm. treatment was really good. So when I got offered a deal from symbols that I really loved, I was like, oh cool, sweet. Um, and my friend moved there, so I was like, fucking yeah, great, yeah. this is going to be perfect. And then yeah, so that was amazing for the first however long that was great. And then he left. <laughs> <laughs> basically he moved to somewhere else and then a new guy came in that guy was great as well and then 
in Europe, um, Sabian, they started getting distributed distributed by Pearl. So everything moved over to um, mm-hmm. Pearl in Holland, I think it is. So out of the UK, they, they, they didn't have an office in the UK anymore. And during and during that whole process, which I think is still going on, they had, you know, they just had quite a lot of trouble. And again, it kind of was like, oh, this is getting harder to get in contact with people, blah, blah, blah. Again, I loved the symbols. And again, they treated me really well when everything yeah. was going well. And then uh, I'm a Vic Firth artist and um, I was just speaking to my Vic Firth guy. And in the UK, Vic Firth distribute uh, Peisty as well. And he just basically said, you know, I was telling him, I was just like, oh, yeah, it's uh, this thing with Sabian. Like, I love the symbols and whatever, but blah, blah, blah. It's, it's harder. And he was just like, oh, well, you know, we do P- Pisces. Would you ever be interested? And I was like, well, I guess I'd be interested. It's just, you know, because in my mind, they were one of those brands that were, you know, like Zildjian and Pisces to me are like the, you know, the big dogs. And I just thought they'd be like, nah, you know, some fucking British kid <laughs> <laughs> playing for some death metal band. So, you know, I was like, yeah, why not? You know, obviously I'd, I'd be interested, but I, in my in my mind, they wouldn't be interested in me. Um, but yeah, they came back with a with an amazing deal and they were they were super into it. So I was like, sweet, that's great. And, you know, literally I, re- I didn't realize this until I joined them quite so much. But like all of my favorite drummers, all of them. Play oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so like, yeah, Dave, I was I was going through it the other day. Dave Lombardo, Josh Fries, Danny Carey, uh, Achilles Priester, Nick Barker. Oh shit! Uh, fuck, there's yeah. so many more. That there was a mass. There was just the biggest list of of people, and I was like, oh my god, like ninety percent of them are Pisces. Um, so yeah, so it was just kind of a no brainer, really. Um, yeah, and the the deal was really good. And again, I hadn't had a huge huge amount of experience with Pisces in ages because when i um when i was a teenager i played quite a few Pisces symbols like mm-hmm. roods and stuff like, oh because of because yeah, of, of joey jordison again another Pisces another Pisces yeah. artist that i loved um so yeah i hadn't really explored Pisces since i was a teenager because as soon as i joined heaven shall burn i got this minor thing and then yeah. blah, blah blah so for most of my career quote unquote i'd been you know part of one company so i had to do a lot of research because i didn't i didn't know specifically about the different lines but yeah man they're fucking incredible their ride symbols are like the best ride symbols i've ever nice, played man. yeah <laughs> i've been i've been seeing and, uh, yeah I've been so seeing really some stoked. of your videos you've been uh posting and stuff like that and they sound great and uh yeah man they look mm. badass so yeah yeah and it's cool because i've got like uh i've got the thing that's i've spoken about this privately a lot with friends but the thing that is so important with an endorsement as you kind of you know the more touring and stuff you do is is how you get treated you know it's kind of your relation your relationship with the company and i feel like yeah that is kind of first it's kind of like as we said about being in a band can you hang like that is that is more important than actually how good you are in a lot of ways like if you're kind of if you're good enough that's cool but if you're good enough and you're the fucking coolest dude that anyone's ever hung out with then 100%. you're gonna get a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And um and working with companies is exactly the same. Like it's again, I love having a great product is the first thing, but also how how yeah. cool are the people. And uh yeah, Piesty, they've the thing that was reassuring was they've been the same team of people for fucking years. Um I've got direct contact with Switzerland, which 
never happens. You normally have to go through distributors mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So, um, um, so yeah, I've got kind of direct contact with the source, as it were. And, uh, and like, if I email them, they reply within less than an hour, which is just unheard of. That's in a insane. Lot of <laughs> yeah. Drumming circles. Yeah. So it's, so I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I mean, I'm obviously I'm hoping that it, it stays like that and I'm sure it will, but it's, yeah, right now it's, it's really cool. So, and Obviously, I haven't played any live shows yeah. with them yet, but <laughs> in the practice room, they well, sound those amazing. Those live shows are coming in June, apparently. So, provocative. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if I they've been think announced so. yet. When but. I was looking, the first one was like uh, like Alcatraz, I think, in August, so that I could uh, find there. So, okay. yeah. uh, well, I'm sure they'll hopefully be announced soon, fingers crossed. Otherwise, Jeff's yeah. going to shout at me. Well, all right. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! Oh, well, dude, that's sick. Um, all right, uh, we we gotta. I think we both gotta bounce here. Um, cause uh, I'm yeah, a- yeah. Sorry, I've been just talking. No, for I love long. it. I love it. I just I I uh, I have my list of notes, and we barely touched them, so we might have to do a part two uh, at some point. But uh, oh shit, I feel oh, like shit. I yeah, feel like sure. we could probably go on for another hour and a half, but. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, man. I feel bad that I've just talked at you. For that's the last... uh, that's how these <laughs> these go. Yeah, uh, you know, you know how that is. That is right? true. So, I, yeah, you have a plan, and then most of the time it doesn't go to plan. It goes off. You have else. the notes <laughs> in case uh, things go off the rails, right? You know, that's it. Yes, yeah. that is true. Yeah, that is you, true. Uh, in yeah. case you yeah. you have to be professional, you know. So you have, you're <laughs> yeah. being, but no, no one hopes for that. For, anyways, for me, like the the professionalism, you have to do the prep work and be professional, and then you hope that you don't need to let that side of you out, right? Totally. You nobody wants to listen totally, to that. Totally, totally, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I yeah, agree. man, it's been awesome. Uh, Dan, thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah, this has been great, man. Yeah, no, it has, man. Thank you so much. It's nice to be on the other end of it instead of being on your side, which is cool. And it's been fun. It's been cool to chat about, well, a lot of drums and a little bit about social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, for sure. Oh, let's man. Uh, let's keep in touch. That was that was really cool. Thank you. Awesome. Well,